Foxy, Foxy. A good late afternoon, early evening, Tam Tam. <laughs> you made me get up. You actually didn't make me get up. I made me get up at 6 a.m. going 7 a.m. podcast today. And then I realized it was actually 9 o'clock. So I've had a lot of time this morning. <laughs> Don't you love being a mom and waking up too early? Uh, my... <laughs> Second daughter, Lennon, um, has been getting up at 3 a.m. for the day, like fully just ready for the day. Won't go back to sleep. Won't like she's just ready to rumble. And like, I just I'm not good in the mornings. I don't know. I think you're a night person, too. I'm just really bad. So I just give her to my husband and I just check out. I'm just like, sorry, I just can't do this. I love you, but I can't. My husband's a morning person. I'm like, I'm sorry you get up at five. Now you're just getting up at three. You know what? It's good because our husbands love the morning. So we're just adding to that. I mean, it's like an added benefit to be able to hang out with your child in the morning early, early, early. (laughs) Um, I actually heard a statistic that said Uh like, not a statistic, but a fact, a sort of fact that said Mm -hmm. you actually couple with someone who's the opposite like circadian rhythm as you so it gives you more time to parent children that is so interesting but yeah now you're that you're saying that that really makes sense to me because I feel like especially for both of us like we're the night owls the husbands right can like (laughs) wake up in the morning they don't require much sleep either they're kind of like no they're like gremlins almost right don't gremlins although Sean went to bed at 8 p.m last night like I was like can we watch a show together he's like absolutely and within 30 seconds he was asleep and I was trying to like go do I be an asshole? Do I not be an asshole? Do I wake him? Do I not wake him? Do I think about myself? No, I have to, I was in such a good mood yesterday. I was like trying to be like, totally like, you know what? It's all about being a good wife and like letting him rest. But like the old me, depending on where I am in the month, I'd be like, Hey, you just said that you'd watch a movie with me. Get up. I mean, you know, he has to go to bed at eight if he's getting up at three. I know. I know. You know, so I let him sleep. But then I kick him out of the bed because he snores. So I'm just like, okay, we're done. (laughs) You're like, off to your bed now. Good night. I'm like, off to the couch. I think he prefers it there. I I definitely don't um, annoy him as much as I would in the bed. So it's his safe zone. Yeah. Well, Roxy, who do we have on today? Because I need a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of motivation. I've been procrastinating just in life in general the last week. Mm. And I don't know if you're a procrastinator, but I leave everything to the last minute and I'm done with it. Like I'm done to change. I want to change. You know what? I think that we're going to be in for a treat because We have the setback to comeback king. He's a miracle maker. He turns messes into miracles. He's Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. So inspiring. Yesterday, I went into like the best, deepest, dark black hole of him and just listening to podcast after podcast because he's sort of one of those people that once you start listening to him, you literally don't want to turn it off, you know? And it's like so much great information. So without further ado, let's welcome... Tim's story. I was loving listening to you ladies. Oh my gosh. We can go on for hours. I feel like I was like an Alexa in your house, but I could just hear everything and just take it. That was was awesome. As long as we can deprogram you by the end and you forget everything. Yeah, exactly. We do have a good repertoire. I think when we met, Mm -hmm. um, it was just like, we finished each other's sentences. Like we should have got married. You know what I mean? Like the two of us should have got married, but then we had our husbands, like we had to deal with that. But, um, but it would have been great. Like we would have had no, we would have had no space between conversation. Can I tell you both what I picked up that I loved? Hmm. Tell us. So this whole idea, you know, Tamman was waiting for her husband. They're going to have like this Netflix and chill. (laughs) <laughs> and he does the typical thing that men do. Uh, uh-oh. This is typical. Okay. Like, okay, they're excited about it, but then they realize how tired they are, right? Uh-huh. They, they get in the bed, so he had good intentions. I know. His intentions were good, but I like what you did. Just let him sleep. I know. Let and him you know sleep. what? If I didn't let him sleep, it's really because of me. Meaning like I have to deal with my own mess, my own mental mess. And that's just about like feeling, oh my goodness, he doesn't want to be with me. I feel insecure. Like why would he choose to sleep over what? So that's just all my stuff that I have to deal with. And when I let him sleep, it means that I'm actually like rising above all my BS, um, which is not easy. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I, I I enjoyed that, and then I enjoyed this idea of that if of the man sleeping, put him on the couch. Yeah, both of you yeah. ladies are good with that. I, I like yeah. all that. That was all good. okay, <laughs> right? Because we figure we've got what, like maybe if we're lucky, another forty plus years to be married with him. So a couple <laughs> of nights on the couch is not a bad thing, right? I'm not living till I'm seventy. I'm living till I'm one hundred and twenty, Roxy. Right. Okay, by then there'll be literally advances <laughs> that will just like stay the same age. We'll just be like two hundred and twenty years old. I, and I'll be like, we're I great. Agree. I see I that mean, coming. We're going to be hot at 120, don't you think? Skin yeah, falling off, like brittle yeah. bones. It's a good, it's a good look. <laughs> no, but Tim, we are so excited to have you on. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I was listening to Lewis Howe's podcast yesterday that you were on. And there were so many like interesting bits and nuggets. And you know, I wanted to kind of take it back um, in case, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows your story, but just in case some people don't, kind of how you came up and how you decided to go on this path, because it's quite an inspiring story. Thank you. Absolutely. So I think for all of us, you know, in life, some things we decide. Mm -hmm. So like we make a decision of what you want to do in life and some things you discover. Mm -hmm. And I think that my life has been more on the discovery side. Um, you know, growing up, um, born in Compton, California, seven people in two bedroom apartment that was like cramped, crowded, confined. And one of the things that worked for me in that situation is that I realized I didn't like the feeling. Everything mm -hmm. was just too tight. Mm -hmm. It's almost like being on an airplane and sitting in the center seat mm -hmm. of a very small aircraft. Everything was too tight. Mm -hmm. And so already at a very young age, I was thinking big and small places. Mm -hmm. I knew that being lower income and really poor mm -hmm. was only a season of my life. Mm -hmm. I really did. That was it, mm -hmm. a season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I just began to discover myself. I was good in athlete, uh, as, a, as an athlete. Uh, I was creative. Um, I enjoyed humor. Uh, and you know, my high school years, all that was great, but I also liked school. Mm -hmm. So I had planned to go to USC, Roxy, which you're very Ooh, familiar with. Yes, yeah. I am. So that, that, she never talks about USC, by the I way. I mean, never. <laughs> so Roxy, so that was where I was headed, like for oh, real. Okay. And so, um, but my guidance counselor had a talk with me and he said, you know, you're always talking about humanitarian work and I ended up going to seminary. So I went to seminary, kept going, got a doctorate in world religion. And the rest is history. I became Tim Story. I went to mm. 75 countries of the world and helped people uh, turn their setbacks into comebacks from speaking to two people at a time to 85,000 people at a time. And then that's when people like Oprah Winfrey and Denzel Washington and others discovered me like many, many years ago. And then started to help me, yeah. You know, there's definitely two types of people. Um, I feel like I fall sort of somewhere in the middle there. And there's those people who have situations that happen to them. And yet, like you said, they think of them like seasons, right? They think of them like, this is not my reality. This is not going to be my future. And they have this way or mentality or the miracle mentality, which we'll talk about, to get themselves out of these negative spaces and to change their lives. And then the other people, which I have a little bit of both, which procrastinate and they stay stuck and they stay small and they think small. And so they perpetually just continue this cycle of being in the same position and having debt and not fulfilling their dreams. So what makes the difference between the one side and the other side? And if people are listening and you're stuck, how do you change yourself into having that miracle mentality? Because I'm assuming that it's not magic and it's probably not easy, but what are the steps to move in that direction? That's a great question. So um, I work a lot with psychologists and um, a lot of psychologists that work with children, they talk about, the innocence of a child in their dream, that if all of us were to go to a school and speak to kids that were like five, six, and seven, we said, what do you want to be? It'd be lofty things. 
I want to be a ballet dancer. I want to be the president, uh, a little boy. I want to be in the NBA or I want to play rugby. Oh, they would have lofty ideas. And so somehow down the line, um, life begins to knock the innocence out of us. Mm-hmm. And it could be uh, challenges with our health when we're kids, our parents get divorced, somebody got molested. And so like things come at us that knock the innocence out. And I think that one of the things that we need to do is we need to align ourselves back with the innocence of our youth. And that's what I am really good at. So when I'm working with somebody that's very high profile, I take them back to the innocence of the youth and what they were dreaming about. And so the alignment of the innocence of what you used to dream about is so important. Yeah. You know, I think too, what was really beautiful um, that I was listening to you speak about is the magic, the magic of when we are children, you know, and really, you know, when you're a child, you aspire to be, you know, like a, a ballet dancer or an astronaut or whatever the dream is. And somewhere along the line from, you know, this aspiring, amazing, you know, child that's full of magic to adulthood stuff happens, you know, and, and things break us down and the trials and tribulations of life. So, you know, it's so important to me. I know I have a, Pam and I both have kids, um, both under the age of eight, uh, with my daughter, you know, I, I noticed myself kind of shushing her, you know, and being like, Oh, but I've really tried to sort of pull back from that now and just let her be loud, you know, let her be who she is, how she expresses herself. But from that point, how do we keep that, especially with our kids? Like, how do we keep them in that magical mode, you know, until they get to adulthood? Yeah. So Roxy, I think that um, the, the role of the parent is to do three things, to guide Mm -hmm. your children, which is direction, to Mm -hmm. guard your children, which is protection, Mm -hmm. to govern, which is administration. And any good parent innately feels that Mm -hmm. Um, we want to guide them. We want to guard them and we always want to govern them. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I think that what happens is that we have to pay attention to our children, what they're saying, what they're doing Mm -hmm. and, and watch them. Like, are they going off this magical mindset that they started with? Mm -hmm. Because all it takes is, is, a couple friends that come in with negative energy to take them off that purity and the innocence and the magical mindset. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it, it is our responsibility, strong word responsibility mm-hmm. to really go in there and parent our children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and part of that is to mentor and to tutor them. So as all of us know, cause we all have children is that it's not just about being a buddy but it's about being a mentor. Mm-hmm. And so I think that a lot of people watching right now, you are not mentored to stay in this innocence. Mm-hmm. You are not mentored to know that life can be different, better, and more magical. Mm-hmm. And so now we have a chance to reverse this situation and, and you know, align ourselves with the miracle mentality and also help others that we're around. Mm-hmm. So I love Grant Cardone. I actually met him through mutual friends. One of my best friends is pretty close with him and his wife and his family. And he talks about 10Xing. And she always used to say to me all the time, like, you know, just 10X your dreams, 10X your dreams. And I was like, okay, so if I want a very successful career, then I have to be thinking I'm going to win five Oscars. Because if I'm you know, thinking about winning five Oscars and I'll probably have a very successful career because I'll be doing everything I can to win five Oscars. And then if you kind of don't hit the the top planet, then you'll, you know, be somewhere near the moon. So my question is, what is 10Xing and, and do you apply it to your life and does it actually work? Yeah, so I'll be talking to Grant in about an hour. Uh, me and him are best of friends. We talk sometimes several times a week. Mm-hmm. So... 10x scene is the way Grant sees it. Mm, and mm. so I, I'm happy if somebody um, 1x is the doggone self. <laughs> 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 2x, 3x. Right, I, right. I, 
I, you know, I, I'm the only one that's ever spoken at four of his last five conferences. His 10X conference, I'm the only one that's done four out of five. I will say this, that I believe in the 10X, obviously, but I, I also believe you better start with just getting better. And if you can just work on getting better and getting a little better, then a little better, then a little better, then you could look and you go like, whoa, I'm 5X in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the and, X and means, then, the X just means like. Um, amplify. Amplifying mm. what you want, right? So like amplify. if you want to, if you want to get out of debt, amplify and say, I want to buy a massive mansion. That's amplifying mm. it, right? And what is, yes. what is the thoughts behind that? Does it mean that if you amplify your dreams, then you'll work harder? Well, I think it depends on how people are coaching people. So mm-hmm. let's, let's take in, um, in any type of uh, genre, whether it be acting, you have great acting coaches that do it mm-hmm. different ways. Vocal mm-hmm. coaches like Seth Riggs, my buddy, he did Mariah Carey, he did Celine Dion, everybody. But there's other vocal coaches that do, do it different, okay? Mm-hmm. So the way I coach people that seems to be working is I like to take them step by step and just getting better, just mm-hmm. getting better. And then if you suck for three days in a row, so mm-hmm. be it. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to being better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And what I, so I teach this idea about being different, better, more magical. Different, mm-hmm. better, more magical. Different than you've been. Mm-hmm. Let's get better every day mm-hmm. and let's become more magical. More magical is more extra. So mm-hmm. uh, do I adhere to Grant Cardone's 10X? Yes. Do mm-hmm. I adhere to my buddy Ed Milet's Max Out? Yes. I think both mm-hmm. those guys are monsters in this world of self-help development. And, you know, you guys, some of you know who I coach, the biggest stars in the world. So Mm -hmm. I must be doing pretty good Mm -hmm. without calling it those terms. I'm looking to get people better. Mm. You know, I thought it was interesting. I was listening to you and you were talking about people who are living and people who are not, are almost living. So, and Mm -hmm. I didn't kind of, that really kind of resonated with me because I didn't realize, but then I started to think about it and I'm like... Yeah, that's right. There are people that probably are just going through day by day, just trying to get through the day. You know, there's no real Mm -hmm. joy. There's Mm -hmm. no spark. There's no magic. So what do you say? And it's easy to get mired in your own, you know, day, Mm -hmm. day to day, you know, stuff. What do you say to those people? How do they go from a life that's almost living to a life that is fully living? Yes. So, so Roxy, what you're talking about is this three levels of living almost Mm -hmm most and utmost yes Mm. almost is is not quite nearly sort of like Mm -hmm. i was almost happy the relationship almost worked Mm -hmm. um i find that most people are stuck in an almost Mm -hmm. place Mm -hmm. and that they become this is going to be like strong and deep this is Mm -hmm. a tim storyism they become a discount version of themselves Mm -hmm. wow i seriously believe most people have become a discount version of themselves Mm-hmm. I think by who they married, mm-hmm. by who they stayed with, by who they boomed, by where they went and what they did. And they find themselves stuck in this mm-hmm. almost version of themselves. No wonder people are so frustrated. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when you're like dealing with yourself and you know I'm stuck in almost, mm-hmm. but then there's the most, but who's most? Mm-hmm. So, like, who's ceiling? Are you living by? Mm. So, so this ceiling is pretty high. Mm-hmm. But if I was to let a helium balloon go, in some ceilings, it would only go so high. Mm. But if somebody has really high ceilings, it goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And so mm-hmm. that is your most. So I believe you have the almost, you have the most, but whose most is your most. And then you have where we live, where all mm. three of us choose to live. Mm-hmm. And that is the utmost. I don't live life with a ceiling. I just really don't. Mm-hmm. I think I live some days in the almost. Mm-hmm. And then some days I feel like I'm in my flow. And flow for me as an artist has always been that magic word. When you're 
on yeah. set and you're like, there's like this God feeling that, not that you're God, like he's in your body and mm-hmm. you are magic, right? Mm-hmm. And I yes. felt those moments before. I definitely have felt them. I was on set a week ago and I was in the space I was meant to be. I was doing what I was meant to, I, what I was put on this earth to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't have those moments all the time because I'm not able to do what I love to do all the time. So Mm -hmm. then you're mired in the bullshit, right? You're mired in the, oh, it's another nappy and it's another bill and it's another tantrum and it's another Mm -hmm. thing. So it's like, for me, I find it hard to be the utmost. So I live in that sort of weird place of the almost and the utmost. And I would love to live more in in the, the, the beyond the ceiling, but I find it difficult to do in day-to-day life. Okay, so I think in the day-to-day, and I think probably like 95% of humans feel like you just mm-hmm. explained, is that it's not just a feeling of euphoria, of, mm-hmm. oh my God, because like I love Marbella, Spain, mm-hmm. and I was like with this amazing group and we're overlooking the ocean last month and it's this magical moment, okay? Mm-hmm. That's just not life. That's mm-hmm. part of life. Life is also going to the DMV. <laughs> I don't know what they I call hate it. the DMV. I know. Or the dentist. <laughs> it's the worst, yeah. the DMV. Life is, yeah, the dentist. Life is taking out my trash on Wednesday. Uh-huh. Okay? So, so... So life is a lot of that, but what I believe that this thing called the mundane, mm-hmm. we cannot not escape. I believe that in every day that I live, mm. 30% of it is going to be in the mundane. Mm-hmm. So I choose to master my mundane. This is really powerful stuff. Okay. I master it. Don't let the mundane push you around. Mm. No, like master it. I know that the chores that I have to do, maybe for several hours a day, that it's only several hours a day, Tim. So Mm -hmm. take the trash out, go to the DMV, Mm -hmm. go to the dentist. You know, I'm just bringing up chores, right? (laughs) But master them and then get back to your magic. Master the Monday. Let's master it. Don't let it take over our lives. You know, I feel like that also a part of that is gratitude. You know, we we are thankful to be alive, to, you know, live another day and kind of have that, you know, mindset because even maybe you can even find magic. Now this is going to sound very woo woo of me and, you know, in the dirty diapers, (laughs) 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 maybe there's even magic sometimes in pulling the trash out to the curb, you know, and just being like, you know what? I'm alive. Like a lot of people don't 100%. Right. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people don't get that luxury. No. Right. Like the the parent, the the parent that's lost the child. I true, like, believe me would be begging to do another diaper. Yes. You know? And it's like, it's that it's in that thought process that you go, you know, I'm lucky that I get to be woken up at 3 a.m. in the morning. You can still be like frustrated, but like the fact that she needs me is is a beautiful thing. It is a mind shift. Mm -hmm. I love it. So can I break down this idea of like, what is magical? Mm -hmm. So the idea of something magical is extraordinary, supernatural, uncommon, not regular, not normal. I promise you, All of us were born to be extra. And most of you were put down for being extra. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, that person's a little extra. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, he thinks he's a little extra. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning of my book, Miracle Mentality, I tell the story of Walt Disney walking into an amusement park in the 1930s. Not his. He did not have one yet. His came out late 50s called Disneyland in Anaheim. Mm -hmm. He walks into an amusement park with his friends and he says, someday I'm going to build my own amusement park. Watch how powerful this is. But mine's going to be different, better, and more magical. So powerful. Wow. And there it is. He like spoke it into existence. Mm -hmm. Different, better, more magical. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to live a regular life. 
Mm -hmm. I'm going to be different, better, and more magical. But do you think that certain people are born that way or that is something you can learn? Because for him to do that at or such create. Young age. Yeah. Two, mm-hmm. it's, two, it's two things. Okay. So both of you are much better at other topics and other things than me, but this is like my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working in this space for 35 years. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, it is two things. It is innate. Mm-hmm. Like some people, it is innate. Stevie Wonder is my friend. You get around him for 26 years like me. It Mm -hmm. is innate Mm -hmm. to see what that guy's doing. He's creating magic. It's innate. Mm -hmm. For some people, it's more learned. It's it's more learned behavior. They they saw somebody else do something magical and they picked up on it. Mm -hmm. And for some people, it's a hybrid of it's innate and learned. Okay, Mm -hmm. so for Mm -hmm. for you guys, I'm just getting to know you on this level. Mm -hmm. So I I think that mine is partially innate and partially learned. Mm -hmm. I got to see people making magic early and I went, that's me. Mm -hmm. Mm. So many people want financial freedom and they feel like they can't achieve it, especially in America where there is so much debt and we've been taught to like, borrow money and not save and all these things that like these misconceptions about money. How do you build financial wealth? Like what do you have to do in your mind before you start to change your financial situation? I call it the law of the harvest. And I've taught this Mm. probably in 40 countries Mm -hmm. is that everybody wants the harvest. Mm-hmm. And so even on social media, everyone's talking about the harvest. Like, oh my God, I was this way. Now I'm this way. Okay. Awesome. So that's the harvest. But before we get the harvest in anything, okay, you have to plow the ground. Mm-hmm. You have to plant the right seed, mm-hmm. the right seed. You have to water the seed, which is repetition. Mm-hmm. And then you reap the harvest. So if I'm dealing with somebody, let's say they're 22 years of age. Mm-hmm. And they say, Tim's story, I saw your friend and I too want a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. I'll start like, let's start with showing up on time for work at McDonald's. How about that? Mm-hmm. So to me, that's plowing the ground, mm-hmm. planting the right seed, watering the seed, and then reaping the harvest. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I started as a, a dishwasher, but I did it with everything I had. I was a busboy. I did it with everything I had. I was a waiter. I did it with everything I have. So I'm all about the plow, plant, water, harvest. You know, I think it's interesting too. We talk a lot on this podcast about um, finding your authentic self and your purpose Mm -hmm. in life. And um, Mm -hmm. I think also for a lot of people, they don't know their authentic self, you know, and they're still trying to find out their purpose. And it is daunting. Like if you feel like you're kind of, you know, lost and you don't know what to do, how do you, how do you even find your purpose or how do you even find that authentic self that will then help you find your purpose? Like what are those steps? Okay. I think three steps Uh that will help. Number one is to stop. I feel that if you look at both of your lives, Mm -hmm. there's been times in your life where life just stopped you. Mm-hmm. And, and part of it is in childbirth, mm-hmm. you know, I've never given birth to a child, but my ex-wife did. Mm-hmm. And so I was just only part of the journey, but you're kind of one-on-one. You're in your own thoughts and you, you're going to, you're going to give birth. Even mm-hmm. if there's a doctor or a nurse, or you did it at home and your husband's telling you to breathe and giving you ice chips. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you got to stop and then you got to look within. You got to stop, you got to look, and you got to listen. Mm. See, I knew I was Tim's story a long time ago. I was sitting in Oprah Winfrey's backyard, just me and her just mm. talking. Mm. And she said, at what point did you know you were Tim's story? And I told her my age, when it was, and I was very young. And she got teary-eyed and she said, I'll tell you when I knew was I was Oprah. And she told me the age. And she goes, you just know, don't you? I go, yeah, you just know. Mm-hmm. 
So, so you, you both knew that mm -hmm. there was something about you, but you got to stop. You got to look mm -hmm. and you got to listen. You got to doggone remember who the heck you are. Mm -hmm. Makes me want to cry because like, you know, I've been, um, I was a child actor, uh, 15 years old. I was on a big TV show here in Australia. And, you know, um, <clears throat> we talk about this, like I was uh, overweight, lost the weight, then was on a big TV show and did a hundred magazine covers. By the time I was 20, I'd recorded two, um, you know, platinum selling albums by the time I was 22. Um, I was on big shows here in America. And then you have kids, or at least for me, I had kids and I kind of lost who I knew I was. Yeah. And I started to doubt myself and be like, well, maybe I don't deserve to be on set or maybe I'll never be on set again. Or maybe the girl that was on a hundred magazine covers will never be again. And then it just sort of goes into that spiral and what starts to happen, or at least what happened for me is sort of everything and the opportunities just stopped. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe it was because of me. It wasn't because I didn't, want them. I did want them, but it was like, I'd put this block into the universe that I wasn't deserving of it. So like everything just went. And then I started to panic and I started to get yes. anxious and I started to have all these anxiety attacks because I was like, well, I know what I want, but what, what if mm. I can't be that again? What if age creeps in now I'm in my thirties? What if I'm not the 16 year olds, which I'm not the 20 year old who everyone was like giving opportunities to, what if like my time is done because of the age I am, especially in this business? Mm -hmm. And about a year ago, my husband and I packed up everything in Los Angeles. We sold everything and we've been on the road for a year and I started to work again. And I don't know if it's because we changed up the universe for us and we were just like, we want something different, but the opportunities are starting to come in, but now I'm afraid that they'll stop again. So it's like, I don't want to suffocate it. So how do you not suffocate when things are going well after a bad patch that they start to go badly again, you know, because I believe it's up to my mind. Yeah. So number one, thank you for telling that story mm -hmm. because yours is unique. Like, I don't think that many people can identify with that. Like I was a child star. I was on a hundred magazine covers and I still am a star. I mean, not too many people really get that life. So I, I would say to you, um, it took a lot for you to get there. Mm -hmm. And if I was coaching you, I would say to you, that was a season in your life. Mm -hmm. And so let's, let's enjoy that season for what it was. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's reflect. Let's be happy. Let's have gratitude. That was a season. Mm -hmm. So now you're in a season of marriage, motherhood, and also, you know, going to do some of your other projects, but now you have different assignments. So now mm -hmm. Tamman has different assignments. You're not just this one mm -hmm. dimension. Watch mm -hmm. how powerful this is. Mm -hmm. So in the season, which I call a season of quiet, mm -hmm. this is where you need to be built up for your next journey. Mm -hmm. And we can use a season of silence as a library in a, in a sanctuary, mm -hmm. a library of getting deeper and a sanctuary of getting more together about who we really are. For instance, mm -hmm. you know, famously, I've worked with Robert Downey Jr. since 1999. When he was a, approached by David E. Kelly to do Ally McBeal, it was just me and Robert and his mother in a room. And he was dialoguing about whether he'd take it or not. And the idea was he was a movie star, a movie star, big screen. Mm -hmm. This is amazing show that was there, the David E. Kelly, who's a great writer, mm -hmm. Ally McBeal. But Robert said, Tim, I'll never forget, he goes, people are gonna think like I'm taking a step down, small screen. Mm -hmm. I said, let's take it because people have seen the challenges in your life. Mm -hmm. Let's take it and let's work on you behind the scenes, the library and the sanctuary. And Robert then now has quoted me all these years because I said, in your case, the, 
the greater the setback, the greater the comeback. But hmm. let's let's start back here. Let's turn this season of silence into a library and a sanctuary. He ends up doing Ally McBeal and gets an Emmy even. Mm-hmm. Because whether it be Roxy or Tamin or whoever's watching, what's really in you is going to rise. Mm-hmm. It's going to rise. Mm-hmm. And we did not see Iron Man coming. We did not see he'd make $75 million a year. That's what he mm-hmm. makes. Mm-hmm. We did not see that, people. So everybody watching right now, we're, we're slightly um, impaired on what we can see. Mm-hmm. But let's take these seasons where we don't understand and make them a library and a sanctuary mm-hmm. and get deeper and let's go kick some butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, mm-hmm. you know, we talk, uh, we talk failures a lot, you know, and I think people get so set back when there's a mm-hmm. failure, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it really destroys like their inner self, you know, their confidence and their self-esteem. But I, you know, it, failure can be such a great learning experience, but how mm-hmm. do you tell people, how do you get people to understand that? Because of course the human reaction is natural. You're, you know, you, you feel torn down, you're sad, you're depressed. Like, how do you sort of move past failure? I think it's redefining it. And we can start with our kids, mm. but we see it more as, did you try? Mm-hmm. Did you, did you have effort? Mm-hmm. then that's okay and so what can we learn mm-hmm. so you know um henry ford said mm-hmm. failure gives me the opportunity to begin again more intelligently mm-hmm. and so i am more intelligent by the failures i've had i mean mm-hmm. i was married and i'm like mr motivational guy mm-hmm. I don't really know of anybody that's my enemy. I get along with everybody, but my marriage mm-hmm. didn't work after mm-hmm. 11 years. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to just whoop myself all day long over that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say like, hey, what could I learn from that? So failure mm-hmm. gives you the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to kind of redefine what it really is. So instead of a red light, it's a green light. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And it's it's just a it's a beautiful opportunity to learn. Like, mm-hmm. wow, that was not a great idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We've had a lot of those. Um, yeah. My biggest issue, I think, is comparing probably my own failures to other people's non-failures. Yeah. Um, And I have a whole business, a side business on Instagram, um, you know, which is great. We, it's like a, we are able to create content and because of that, we get a lot of brand deals and I'm, I have to be very careful because if I go down that rabbit hole, I can be looking at people doing bigger, better, greater. Yeah. And it should be, can be careful that word should something to inspire. Mm-hmm. but it makes me feel worse about my situation and myself. And that's probably because of the business I've been in. When you're in a business that always compares you to like the person who got the job and you didn't get the job because you're too tall, too this, too big, too small, too don't look like whatever it is, you're being compared all the time. So how do you stop comparing your race to somebody mm-hmm. else's race? Cause we're so different. And I, I want that to not be part of my life anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to compare. Yeah, so there's a there's a saying, and, and when you say these things, I take them in. Um, mm. I think a lot of people that are interviewed, they just have like these patent answers. Mm. Like, I, I'm really listening to what you mm-hmm. both are saying. Mm. I think that that in, in, in this case of, of what you're talking about right now, mm. is that you have been born an original, let's not die a copy. Mm-hmm. And so like in the country you're living in, Gwyneth Paltrow, um, I'm sorry, um, I was going to say, who's the lady that was, Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman, I mean, what what an actress, right? Like mm-hmm. she's, she's at the crazy level. Mm-hmm. But she, she's not you. Mm-hmm. Congratula- congratulations, Nicole. But, but she's not you. And mm-hmm. Roxy and the, whatever people that are in your group 
mm-hmm. phenomenal, but they're, they're, they're not you. Mm-hmm. And like, like for me, a lot of people come to me and they'll say like, I used to work for Anthony Robbins. I used to work for Tony Robbins and mm-hmm. I can do this for you and I can do this for you and I can do this for you. And I go, I'm really not trying to be Tony Robbins. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I appreciate what he's done and uh, he's successful at what he's doing, but I'm really cool. Like, doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I think when we get this down to this idea of we've been born an original, like there's only one of all three of us. Mm-hmm. Let's not die a copy. All I want to do is my assignments. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of my conversations with Oprah, because we have great talks one-on-one, she cries. And one, one time she really cried because I said to her, I said, do you realize that we have been spoken over? We have been spoken over. So whether you want to call it God or the universe, however people like to say things, I believe I've been spoken over. I believe both of you have been spoken over. I just want to do what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. I just want to do my assignments. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's a really beautiful, beautiful thing. And, um, you know, Tam and I are definitely Mm -hmm. believers in in the universe and spirituality and, uh, you know, all of those things. But I wonder for somebody who isn't, how does that sort of, you know, kind of tailor the way that you coach them or like you talk to them about things like that if they they don't have that belief? Yeah. And there's a lot of people that I coach mm-hmm. that I never once talk uh, in depth about spirituality because that's just not where they're at. Mm-hmm. And some of them I've coached like 10 years, uh, but I do find that they're sh- they change, they shift. Not by my words, but by what they feel coming from me. Mm-hmm. So I think that the, the whole idea is still to trigger ourselves back to our innocence. Can I give an example? Mm-hmm. So growing up in this a house in Compton, you know, we are, we're really into Motown music, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm mixed. My mother is Spanish. My father's Black. Mm-hmm. So I'm really into Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, Diana Ross and the Supremes, the Jackson Five. I love Marvin Gaye. Every single day, I listen to that music. I didn't say sometimes. I said every single day. I was listening to that music before this podcast started. Because mm-hmm. I trigger myself. Mm-hmm. I trigger myself. Mm-hmm. When I hear... Those songs, it's little Timmy from Compton. Um, so it is going back to your younger, the child, like the magic. What the heck, of course. Yeah. Like yeah. I could I could be in the most dignified group ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I am little Timmy from Compton, but do I have class and style? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But I'm still got that little miracle mind mentality. Oh, I'm still, I'm still thinking big. Yeah. And it must be, it's so true though. Cause like when you think like you're a child, Mm -hmm. you don't think there's such thing as failures or setbacks or whatever. And as you get older, you falter and you fall and you F up all the time. Yeah. And then that starts to weigh on you. And then you start to become cautious, right? It's like, how many times do you have to like drive and then you accidentally have a little ding in your car. And now I'm cautious when I drive because I've hit my car a few times, right? Little dings, don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hitting the <laughs> gate, right? So now I'm so cautious when I go out the back door. Um, but it's like, you don't have that as a kid. Like it's like a clean slate. Yes. So it's just trying to get back to that clean slate of being- But you can do it every day. Right, you, it's permission, right? You, 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 we freaking- we trigger ourselves for bad crap. Mm. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, that restaurant triggered me from my old boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. What? Everything's a trigger for me. <laughs> okay. So we can trigger ourselves to the beautiful places. Yeah. And and music is one for me. Watching the movie The Wizard of Oz mm. is one for me. Watching the movie Casablanca is one for me. I trigger myself. Mm. Every single day, because in what you, when I, what I do for a living, do I get a lot of accolades and applause and money? Yes, that's all come with it. But you get a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with the fact people want to kill themselves. People mm-hmm. want to people want to finish. People are done. People are disappointed. If I let all that stuff just pile in on me, I'd be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Man, I got to trigger myself to that better place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's what you do when you're going in sort of that negative spiral. That's what you do is kind of pull some, do something like that. That reminds you of like the magic. I'll give you the quick steps. Uh-huh. Number, number one, you have to become awake. Boom. So all of us, as we're moving through life, you got to wake up and go, oh crap, what's my life? Mm-hmm. Secondly, you take inventory. Where's my mindset? Mm-hmm. How am I thinking? Why am I thinking this way? So number one, you become awake. Number two, you take inventory. Number three, this is who I like your guys' friendship. You got to partner with the right people. Mm-hmm. You got to partner with power. Partner with power. So you become awake, take inventory, partner with power. Then you got to get back to your principles. Okay. You got to get back to your principles. Then you got to get back to your plan. You got to stay on that plan. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm a master. I know how to keep people going back to that plan. What is that plan? What is that plan? So if I worked with either one of you coaching you, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you're going to hear that come out of me all the time. Like, are we on, are we on the plan? Are we mm-hmm. on the plan? Because we get these detours, we get these delays, we get these denials. Mm-hmm. And many times people get off to the yellow brick road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true though. Do you really believe you can think your way happy? Mm. Or do you think that some people are just born with a brain that is just it's not possible i think, think people, it's possible for everyone? i think some people are born with a brain and they're very like dense <laughs> 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 and they almost have it better than us yeah oh my lord yes like, ignorance i wish i was ignorant exactly they're like dude where's my car like <laughs> Dude, I want to be that person. Freaking Tim story. Whoa, I manifested you. Oh my God, I want to be that person. Can I be that person? I meet, I meet a lot of them in every seminar I speak at. Dude, freaking Tim story. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think that some people have been blessed with the gift of being dense. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but I also think that a lot of people have been born in a way where, you know, just crap went down and they battle depression or they, mm-hmm. they're schizophrenic or they're bipolar. So that's where I, that's where I look for the better, the mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. So if you had, if you're used to having three bad days in a row, mm-hmm. let's try to sneak one good one in. Mm-hmm. Isn't this beautiful? Yeah. You got to yeah. start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. What the heck? Because mm-hmm. the overwhelm- yeah. it's overwhelming. I think people try to take on too much and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. I have to make this change in my life. And for the rest of my life, it's going to be like this or, you know, try to do it this way. And it's like little steps, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like something that scares you, you know, I'll give you an example because mm. you guys might know him, but I was, <laughs> I was having lunch with Brad Pitt's mother. And See, Roxy, said, I told you, you go. manifested. She keeps manifesting Brad Pitt. There we go. One degree of I separation. Know, right? There we go. Don't tell my husband. Well, <laughs> if, you, if you want me to call his mother, it's not a big problem. Or I he, love it. I love or, it. Or Brad. But there was a time that the mother said I was begging him to come home hmm. from Hollywood because it was not working. Wow. She said I was begging him. It's not working. And he said, she said, he had this talk with me and said, mom, you don't understand. I have nothing to go back to. I'm not supposed to live in Missouri. And she says, Tim, he started getting break after break after break. The biggest one was something called Thelma Mm -hmm. and Louise. That's what set him on his path. So powerful people. Come on now. Come on now. So you think you speak it. If you speak it, the universe will hear it. I think you got to first believe it. Yeah. So. But what if you don't, what if you believe it? But this is that thing that we talk about all the time. Like I believe 
that I could be in certain types of films, but my self doubt. So like, how do you, but I believe it. So it's weird because I definitely believe it. Like my core meditation, get in there. Do I see myself doing it? Absolutely. Mm. But I also am doing the audition saying, this is crap. I'm never going to get the job. I, I so would, it's like would, this weird thing. <laughs> I would help you to cultiv cultivate your belief mm. because there's levels of, of belief. So there's semi-persuaded, halfway persuaded, and fully persuaded. When Michael Jordan got on the court, he's like, hey, you little shits, get out of my way. I'm Michael Jordan. He knew that 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 he knew. You can be fully persuaded and so believe that you're fully persuaded. How does that come? Yeah. It comes from education, observation, conversation. There are certain things I am fully persuaded that I am super good at what I do. There's other things that I'm not that persuaded and I'm cultivating them right now. I'm trying to get better in these areas, but, but you can believe and cultivate it and get stronger in that belief. Mm -hmm. But does that come from outside opinion? Does that come? Is that part of the belief? Like that people have told you, you know, you're amazing and great. That's like that. That's like uh, that's like eating a certain type of food that evaporates quick, because mm. people are fickle. They may tell you on Monday, "Oh my God, girl, your hair looks amazing!" Amazing. They forgot they told you that on Monday, and on Friday they go, "Are you getting frizzy?" I'm like, "Wait, didn't on Monday? On Monday? On Monday you said my hair was on fleek." No, <laughs> that's not what I'm looking for. I want it from the yeah. inside. Yeah. yeah. I want my revelation from the inside. Mm -hmm. Watch how powerful this is. Mm -hmm. When somebody gets a revelation, it leads to conviction. And conviction leads to action. Mm -hmm. So anybody that I work with who's just kicking butt and taking names, mm -hmm. they will always tell me there was a time. Mm -hmm. It felt like it dropped 12 inches from my head mm -hmm. into my spirit. And I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew. Revelation to conviction, conviction action mm -hmm. that is powerful that's changing your whole mindset that's it right there you know can anyone like us get mo like mentored by you or is it just Brad Pitt <laughs> like how do people say it's, it's yeah. probably not you're not obviously you've got very limited time so people need to read the book come see the seminars but maybe we could sneak in there <laughs> no but maybe like I mean, I like your podcast. I love what you guys are doing. We should do this again. Mm. But um, the, the thing I think that you ladies will like about me is that I don't think I've like sold out my gift. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one reason that has kept me relevant for all these years. Mm -hmm. I'm not new to the game. I've been at this a long time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think the book, like for real, Miracle Mentality, is phenomenal because it would my editor teaches at Princeton University and he's no joke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we would go back and forth. We'd go back and forth. Back. I mean, this book is 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 strong. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you can get the book, The Miracle Mentality, but also I have other programs. So if they went to Timstory.com and find out what we do. Mm -hmm. And then I do a lot of stuff for free. Uh, I work with prison reform called ARC. I work mm -hmm. with the elderly because elderly abuse. Um, I do a lot in the space of mental health. I got a new uh, podcast that's going about to start with me mm -hmm. and uh, a guy named Deepak Chopra and mm -hmm. Gabrielle Wright, the great actress. We start that in January. And that's because I just love people. So yeah, mm -hmm. so I like helping people. If I can help you, let's see what I can do. Uh, yes, please, please fix us. Yeah. <laughs> Roxy will be like, I know you didn't invite me, but here I am on your Zoom. Message. I'm right here. No, but Roxy, like I've showed up. Roxy and I have a mutual friend, so Roxy will we'll do lunch. Oh yes, I like. Excuse that. me, I come back to Los Angeles in January. Okay. Well, I will. I will be. I will literally be in the car, just like snooping. No, no. Tell your husbands. 
<laughs> Tim Story is like the kindest guy. He's like our brother. He's taking oh, us. Oh, my he's... husband has no, like my husband <laughs> does not care. I literally was shooting a movie for six weeks. I had this boyfriend on set and my husband's like, what'd you do today? I was like, ah, I just made out with the lead characters. Like, oh, good. Was it good? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> he's so sure within himself that like I would never stray. That he's like, he's like, well, what am I going to do if I control you? You just won't come back. So it's like, oh, I got to think about that because I'm very controlling. <laughs> That is super funny. Oh yeah, he does not so, care. I mean, so he yeah, loves me, but he doesn't care. Yeah. Let's go to the Ivy on Robertson. Yes. Done. You know that chopped salad, grilled vegetable salad, <laughs> my favorite. I've had a few meetings down there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I love, I love I like the it. Ivy. I think I lived my whole six months of, so my parents, uh, so I came from Australia and came to the States to like start over, right? And um, I tied up all my money in property in Australia because I was like a child actor. My parents were really good with, you know, investing. Yeah. So I came to the States and my parents were like paying for my one bedroom studio apartment and it was right next to the Ivy. <laughs> so I just kept like sending them bills for like 200 and they're like, where are you going? I'm like the Ivy, it's the restaurant on the corner. Like I had okay. no idea that this it was like fancy. so funny. Wow. <laughs> I have a feeling yeah, they you, put were sneaking, me, you were sneaking I, in a full few gimlets too. I, I definitely was, but I had the tiniest little apartment in Beverly Hills. I'm like, why would you do that? Um, but yes, I would, I would just send them the bills back. And at some point they were just like, we're done. We're, we're done. It's time for you exactly. to get a job. And then the next day I got a job. Interesting story. But yes, I, I begged the universe. So. <laughs> You're like, just keep eating at the Ivy. <laughs> must keep spending money on chop salad. $92 on chop salads. <laughs> well, thank you, Tim, so, so much. Yes. Um, please, uh, so you were talking about, so your book, The, the Miracle Mentality, um, and you said that people can go on your website and see some programs that they can be part of to continue their better right. life strategies. Yes, but watch this particular podcast like three or four times. This was good. <gasps> oh. Yeah. This, 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 this one we just did, this was fire. This was not like, so the three steps to being amazing. No, no this Tim, was... you've got to manifest. We can't really manifest for us, but we've got to like build our show is like at this precipice, right? Like it's mm -hmm. doing well, but we need it to do above the ceiling. I think that this, this one's going to help take it above. Okay, good. You just tell, are we live? Are we going to want, no. it's coming out soon. Mm -hmm. Next week. Yes. Okay. So you just tell our people and we're going to promote it. Everyone's going to promote it. Let this Please. be one of the things oh. that helps take us. Look, 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 look. Oh, 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 what? Bam! <laughs> We're so close. <laughs> We're so close. I think this could be the right one. There. This could be the one. Yeah, we, we have a vision. We have a vision to start touring. So at some point yes. when we get to a certain level, we can start touring and meet people. And that's what our dream has always been. So yes. we have been fighting hard this year. I like this. You guys are amazing. I like your chemistry together. Oh, and um, we just met. <laughs> I don't even know who this girl is. I know. I'm like, wait. I'm like, this? sure. It, it. <laughs> exactly. So, so life is good, and for everybody listening, just get better every day. Yeah, yeah. Just better every day, and then if you suck for three days, get back up, and then just get better, and don't don't put yourself down. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, Don't be afraid so of change, much, too. Right? I am definitely yeah. less negative than I was this morning. <laughs> no, Tamman, don't you feel better? Like, for real? Like, no joking? I do feel better. I know. The, the worst part is I'm very self-aware. I've done so much, so much self-work yeah. that I know that I'm being an asshole. And I know that I'm having these negative thoughts. But sometimes it's just so overwhelming from years of them being so solidified. Um, but I know I can be greater better yeah, don't don't forget the i'm gonna life coach you for just one second please don't forget what i said let's turn this into a library and a sanctuary mm -hmm. this season of being more silent than what it used to be with your career let's mm -hmm. get better let's get yeah. deeper let's get yeah. stronger and then bam people are gonna Ready. go where did she come whoa whoa who's she yeah. and i right. believe that we're so close mm -hmm. but i believe that it's all magic. Magic. It's mm. all magic. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. And you can listen to us on Women on Top Official on Instagram. And Women on Top Podcast on Facebook and our Women on Top group on Clubhouse. And please don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment Comment. on your favorite podcast. Say it, girl. App. App. <laughs> I'm trying to finish your sentences and I screwed it up. Anyway, we're going to let Tim go. I am Tem and Sursock. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are Women, women on, on Top, top.